Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Hey, 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 welcome back to this episode of I Date Money and Money Talks. I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan, and today we have an incredible saleswoman. Danielle Brizant is here with us. She is a speaker, writer, leadership expert, traveling the country, captivating audiences with her dynamic presence and inspiring story. In 2012, Danielle suffered a traumatic brain injury in a near-fatal car accident. As difficult as the medical recovery was, the real recovery was learning how to thrive and not survive. So welcome, Daniel. Thank you so much for being here and sharing this space with us. I'm just, I love your story. I know we did pre-talk, pre-show talk, and I know this is going to be a great episode. I love what you're doing and you have the freedom to do in all this travel. Tell us. You know, before you had the the accident, I mean, I, I want to hear about that recovery and all that. What was life like for you before the accident? Well, first, I want to thank you for giving me this opportunity to share my story with your listeners. This is what I do. Is what I love. I love to talk. It's finally good for something. Uh, <laughs> hi, mom. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, as a little girl, she's always say, "You never shut up." And well, you know what? It, it finally paid off. So before my car accident, that was me. I've always loved to talk, but I was kind of linearly focused. I was going to climb the corporate ladder. I told everybody I was going to make $100,000 before I turned 30. And I was always good at sales. Uh, interestingly enough, that's always been my strong suit and not a lot of people like that particular industry. It's always fitted me because whenever I sell, I I do well be, just because I like to talk and I'm not shy. And that's has always helped me in that industry. So before my car accident, my goal was to be a corporate buyer. I had a prestigious internship lined up at the Sam's Club Corporation. I was actually their top salesperson for memberships in the club I worked for. And I wanted to be a corporate buyer down at the corporate headquarters in Benville, Arkansas. So that was going to be my goal. Uh, I was just looking at the at the paycheck. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I saw what you could make and the opportunities to travel. It was kind of a glamorous lifestyle and it kind of suited my sales. So that was the goal. And those were the plans I made for myself. But life and fate had other plans for me. Uh, March 4th, 2012, my car crashed on some ice. 
it's a miracle upon miracle what happened to me. I'm grateful for this second chance. And that's why I decided to just live my life to the fullest as I was going through that. And you, you, you've come a long way. That's amazing. I used to work with brain traumatic injury once. And sometimes the lasting effects, you know, it affects speech and, you know, movement, physical movement and things like that. So you, it's amazing and beautiful that you did this wonderful recovery. When you were transitioning back into the work, so you were in sales before and then you went back into sales. Is that correct? I was trying to figure out something that I could do as I was coming back from my brain injury. And this is interestingly, this is how sales has been such a wonderful, powerful thing in my life. So this is how I actually got back on my feet after the traumatic brain injury, because I lost everything, got to give it my, I had a full scholarship, that prestigious internship uh, to become a corporate buyer. No, I had to relearn how to walk, read, chew food. So yeah, I was in no condition to just start becoming a corporate buyer and studying studying for my bachelor's because you're required to have a bachelor's to do that. I couldn't finish the bachelor's. I couldn't start studying for it because of the what had happened. So I had to give up everything, move back home, sleep on the couch with my mom and dad's house, and I lost everything. And I didn't see where I entered. It was a very dark period for me. I didn't think I had hope. And that's the darkest place somebody can ever find themselves doesn't matter how painful or difficult the situation is. I write this in my book. The darkest place somebody will ever find themselves is where they feel they don't have hope. They don't have hope that anything could ever be better. If you have that hope, that will get you through anything. Like people Uh have overcome everything, everything imaginable. As long as you have that hope that that one day things will be better. And I didn't have it. I, at one point, I became suicidal. So... Fast forward from all of that, the very dark place I entered into as my got my speaking skills back to me, I, with the help of family, I found a job that was able, that got me off the couch. I still lived at home with my parents, but I had something to do every day. I no longer was suicidal because I was able to enter back into the workforce and have a purpose uh, to not feel sorry for myself every day. And I wanted something more. I'm like, What's going to be, I was 24 years old. I'm, yeah. I'm like, what's the rest of my life going to look like? What am I going to do? I started thinking toward that. And this is interestingly enough, a gentleman approached me in a store. He just heard me talking and I'm loud, heard me in the store and my personality as it was starting to come back to normal. And he's like, wow, you have a gift. Not most people can do that. How you walk up and talk to strangers and just like smile and can make a conversation with anybody. That's a gift. And you need to use that. And he recruited me into his insurance agency. And long story short, I started selling life insurance, got my license, uh, passed the state test. It was, I was still having residual short-term memory problems at that point, but I could power through. I was coming back to normal. The brain is just like any other muscle with exercise. It gets stronger. And I got my I got my insurance license uh, here in the state of Iowa. And I became the top life insurance salesperson uh, three months later in the entire state. 
And that influx of commission is what allowed me to get back on my feet. I got my own place, got my own apartment. I did everything, put away a little bit of money, get a nice little nest egg going because of sales. Sales is one something that you can just show your gifts, show your ability to do it. And people don't care like what your background is, what degree you have. That's why it's such an important industry. Like sales builds businesses because it comes down to confidence. Once you have that confidence, you can do it. Anybody can do it. You look people straight in the eye and you believe in the product you're selling. That probably is the most important thing. Believe in the product you're selling. Whatever it is, make sure you believe in it and you have that confidence. So sales allowed me to get back on my feet. Life insurance. I no longer am in life insurance sales. I'm in a different form of sales. I have my own brand. I don't want to mix my brand with their brand now, but I'm, I am I sell memberships for this company and I'm the top salesperson. Probably in the company, I can only prove for the Midwest. That's awesome. I'm an insurance broker. <laughs> I'm an independent insurance broker doing um, health, specializing in Medicare, uh, dental vision for self-employment and small groups up to 100. So yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. I love talking final expense because so many people use GoFundMe and I'm like, GoFundMe is not life insurance. <laughs> no, not- yes, girl, preach, preach. I got my life insurance. Like when I started adulting, uh, when I turned 30, My father passed away who had helped me, who was so instrumental in me getting back on my feet after my brain injury and traumatic brain injury. He passed away in 2020. It was a devastating year for the entire country. My boyfriend lost both his parents and it was nothing to do with COVID. My dad had a heart attack and it killed him instantly. I didn't even get to say goodbye. And after that and going through the grief and crying the tears, I'm like, that's it. I'm adulting for real. I got to live my life to the fullest and get as far far as I can go as fast as I can because nothing nothing guaranteed that's why I tell people don't put off your dreams people right. say oh you're young you got time no you, you don't know that I almost died seriously mm-hmm. I, was, I was within two minutes uh, uh, at the age of 24 I had just celebrated my 24th birthday so nothing is guaranteed that's why you got to chase your dreams and I have a formula for chasing yeah. dreams in my book that's so true because a lot of people focus on you know, not, they don't consider their future, but at the same time, they don't worry about it. And we not tomorrow's not promised and they put things off and they'll make excuses. And so many people are hiding behind these stories that they tell themselves, especially when it comes to money. What kind of money stories did you tell yourself? The same, even after my accident, I will admit it. I did not automatically become responsible. Like even when I got back on my feet after my car accident, I was still in my 20s. So had it at 24, took about three years of recovery. It was very painful, very dark. I got suicidal at one point, but because of sales and becoming uh, a life insurance, getting my life insurance license and becoming the top salesperson in the state, that influx of commission allowed me to get back on my feet, get my own place, get my own apartment, get a car that was good. All of that was because of sales. But I didn't automatically start adulting. I was still, so it took three years. I was 27. And when I moved out of my parents' house for the final time, thankfully, and I did, I fell into the traps of credit card debt, and I didn't immediately buy life insurance, even though I was selling I didn't immediately buy it because I'm like, I'm still young. 
I have time. And I think that's what most people do. They're like, they want to maximize their standard of living and spend as much money as they can just to keep up with the Joneses. We are a, that's what fuels our economy, to be honest. We're a very materialistic, consumer-oriented society. So everybody's always buying the latest iPhone, buying stuff they don't need, buying the buying a new car. And now a new car is like upwards of $50,000. It's just for bragging rights. People put themselves in all this debt. And because of all this debt, they don't have the money to do things they should like start like life insurance that's so important I preach I don't I no longer sell life insurance I have a wonderful life insurance policy uh, that I purchased after my dad passed away in 2020 I'm just like that's it I'm getting life insurance it just hit home for me I just needed to get all my debts in a row when my dad died I Paid off over half. I paid off about 75% of my credit card debt, brought life insurance, and I started my Roth IRA. So I started adulting. And that was just after I turned the age of 30. And I'm now 35. I got to say... A Roth IRA in the U.S. is one of the best investments you can do. Yeah, and you know, if if someone just starts a Roth IRA and does nothing else, it's going to create a nice little portfolio. And so many don't like to save, you know. But I think about you know, if you save a hundred dollars a month when the time that you're twenty, by the time that you're sixty, you'll have over a million dollars. Yes. People squawk at $100, but you spend more than that when you go out to dinner, right? And you know what's so scary is nowadays because of that, like I said, that consumeristic society we're in where everybody has a maxed out credit card, at least three maxed out credit cards. I know you're in sales, I'm in sales, we've all seen it. That person who wants to buy what we're pitching them and then they go through, they pull out their wallet and go through, no, not this card, not this one, like five credit cards later they're like okay here you can use this one because all the the other ones are all maxed out I don't know how like you can live like that as an adult particularly with children and a family but that's just the case for most Americans a study just came out by the uh, government most Americans like over 50 percent of Americans could not afford to pay in cash an emergency of four hundred dollars or more that's scary. That's scary. You're like one, that's not even a visit by Murphy. That's Murphy's little sister. Yeah. Murphy's little sister comes to visit you. You're done. If you don't have $400 cash that you could pay in case something happens, that cash, uh, Dave Ramsey, me and my brother followed him uh, growing up as kids, a thousand dollars, just cash. He teaches. And I, I amen to that philosophy. Just always have a thousand dollars cash on hand, just in case. Because sometimes cash may not be king anymore, but sometimes you have to have cash. You can't have a credit card. Like if it's really, really important and it's a dire emergency, you have to have cash. And everybody should have $1,000 cash on hand. Most people don't have $400 in the year 2023. I know, and it's very sad. In uh, I read an article the other day that in America, 83% of entrepreneurs are living check to check and they're creating more and more debt. And even though there's multi six and seven figure earners, they don't have anything to show for it because their operating expenses are taking away all their profit and they're taking the crumbs for themselves, you know, the leftovers, paying their staff and their team members, what have you, their operating expenses. And there's not, not enough for them to take a paycheck. And I'm like, what? You should be taking a paycheck from your business. Mm-hmm. And it, it's disheartening because 
entrepreneurs have a beautiful way to create reciprocal energy to be able to expand their impact on the world, you know, and they get to call the shots. They get to be their own boss. So not to be able to create a systems that allows them to build an empire and leave this beautiful legacy. And, you know, it it just makes me sad because it's so simple, but it's not easy, right? It's not, yeah. I think probably the simplest things are not, they sound simple, but they're never easy. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's our humanness, our stubbornness of, I can figure it out on my own, or we we lose that self-value, that self-worth. And you had talked about that earlier about, you know, being confident in what your offer is. And I know a lot of listeners are nine to five transitioning into entrepreneurship, or maybe they're doing both. You know, I, I worked full time and had had three side gigs at one time and yeah. used. Um, yeah, I, I, I love to um, take on challenges and I love to help. So I was a treasurer for three not for profits and I always have been an entrepreneur in some shape or form. And managing the time was always so super easy in the businesses and, you know, watching them grow and, and being able to create teams and connections wow. and networking. But always having this thing, like my whole thing was I had money, I had assets, I had a million dollars, but I had debt and the debt was always lurk, lurking in the background, haunting me and, and teasing me. And I'd be like, well, why do I have this debt? Like, where does this come from? And I knew where it came from. I I knew what my purchases were, but I didn't want to pay attention to that. And, you know, that value, I was trying to fill this void. So creating $100,000 worth of debt and then not wanting to look at it because I didn't want to know, like, where's my money going? And not paying attention to my assets. So one of the things that I do with my clients is we look at the whole financial portfolio and we say, look at Where's your money going? What job is your money doing it? And who's working for who? Is your money working for you or are you working for it? And I feel like when I talk to some of my clients are commission-based, you know, real estate sales, sales like yourself, marketing, insurance, you know, we're all working on commission and it's like that feast or famine cycle. Have you ever experienced that personally? And can you tell us what that was like? Yes, ma'am. What I was, the company I was working for, Prime American at the time, I no longer work for them. Great company. 100% commission-based. And that was not sustainable. That got scary to me. I'm like, what if I don't keep selling? Like even me, I don't shut up, but that's no guarantee that I'm going to make a sale. It was scary. It was scary. So I had to get a job to fall back on. And that's how I entered a food service management. And I stayed in that position at various two different restaurants. I was in food service management actually just one. It was one restaurant. I just two different franchise owners. And I did that for almost 10 years to supplement the commission. And eventually the the job I got to supplement my commission just left me no time to even get commission. So I stopped. I gave up my insurance license. I let it lapse in 2014 and stopped selling commission because I was just too busy working six to seven days a week, 50, 60, even some weeks I hit 70 hours a week just doing food service management, which is a very labor intensive industry. I've hats off to all those people who that can do it because, but originally I had just gotten the job to supplement the commission, but the job took over and I no longer had time to do anything for commission. So that speaks to the fear. Like I was just afraid even as good as I was at it, I was still afraid of only working for commission. It's just, it's a scary thing. So now the sales job I'm in now, that has allowed me to 
start my own business and travel the country, I will say it's a non-commission based sales. I get annual and quarterly reviews and raises. You don't, it's not commission based. And I, I just, even, even me, I don't want to go back to just a hundred percent commission based sales. So I will uh, just advise anybody looking at sales who's who can do it and everybody can do it if you have the right amount of confidence. Look at something that is not 100% commission-based. Look at something that gives you a base plus commission. Like don't do 100% commission sales. That's a very, there is potential there to become fabulously wealthy and some people have done it. The people who usually do it have a spouse whose salary they can fall back on. That's the secret in those years where everybody's going to have them where you just don't sell that much. The, the economy, there's a downturn in, there's a recession, like there's going to be some months, even years where you just don't sell that much. Don't do 100% commission-based sales, or if you do something that's 100% commission-based because you believe in it and you love it, just make sure you have that side gig, something that side hustle, something you can fall back on that's not going to drive you nuts with worry. Because it, it will drive you nuts if you're doing 100% commission. Because that was me at one point. And I'm like, no, I got it. I got something that eventually took over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's so important not to do. A, I mean, I know a lot of people that go into sales that do 100% commission. And it, it turns into this hustle and grind. And it's oh. like, you know, you're so desperate for a sale because you need it. <laughs> it's scary. It is. And um, I'm I'm 100% commission. I, uh, I have but you a, have a, you're you're well off though. You have a side, you've done enough, yeah. you've done enough other investments and side right. hustles and side gigs. You can make it work. So you can make it work, but if you're going to make it work, make it work like you're making it work. Like make sure right. you have something else to fall back on or do something that sales plus a flat rate guarantee. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with you because when you're in sales and you're trying to do all that hustle and grind, when we when we focus on the need, I need to get money, I need, our total attitude changes and we're not <laughs> deliver our, our service or our product. We don't even believe in it because all we can think about is, man, if I don't make the sales, I can't make rent. I can't make my mortgage. I can't, I can't eat. And that's not a good place to be serving from. No. And we have these beautiful gifts and talents. And, you know, everyone talks about it all oh, being so easy. And I know as a as an independent insurance broker, I'm getting hit up all the time for lead generation. Oh, you know, run Facebook ads and get leads and they'll be qualified. And you're oh, my being, goodness. Yeah, it's not true. <laughs> it's yeah. not true. It doesn't happen that way. And so what, what's your... What's your take on the best way to like, what is one thing that somebody can do to help them sell the service or product that they want to do? Actually, I'm so glad you asked me that. I didn't even think this would come up, but yes, this is something every entrepreneur who's in sales needs to study and to learn. And I just went through it just not that long ago, not that long ago, because you remember like we, you know, uh, as a smart businesswoman that you are, entrepreneurial, the millionaire secret, you have to have five to six income streams. So I have my speaking business, I have my day job, but I also have little other things I, I'm dabbling in. I don't talk about them because they're just stuff that I'll do that I don't look at just because I believe in the product and I a friend got me to to sign on to it and it's a good service and I'll just let that business just run in the background. So that's the millionaire secret. So you're do 
A lot of people have MLM, uh, multi-level marketing, and all of them are not bad. It's just bad salespeople it comes back to. So I did get involved with one in particular. I'm not going to name it because it's not something I'm using as a source of income. I just was a customer and my friend told me like with your gifts, you need to just start doing it and offering it. So I'm like, okay. So I just, I have a website and something for that, but I only will market it and sell it if the people come to me. So I had to go through a course to do this at Attraction Marketing. Are you familiar with Attraction Marketing? Attraction Marketing was probably the best if you're in 100% commission-based, online, ML, MLM, anything, you need to go through an attraction marketing course because attraction marketing is the only way to ethically do that type of work, like to do MLM or 100% commission-based sales. You got to figure out a way to have the people who are looking for your service because there are people who are looking for Whatever it is you're selling, there's a market for everything. You have right. to figure out a way to get that market to come to you. And there's it's hard. I didn't even know about this. I, I just finished and went through my attraction marketing course. I went through it and finished it about a year and a half ago. It's, just, it's very recent because I didn't even know anything about attraction marketing. I'm like, what is it? I'm like, oh, wow. And I listened to all these podcasts and I saw the YouTube and I actually had to pay there's no way around it. When you're trying to sell, like you said, you don't want to go belly up and get in a lot of debt, but you have to, it's an investment. You have to look at the ROI. Like, what are you going to spend your money on that's going to pay off in the long run? So I had to, I paid over a thousand dollars for the course, which is not a lot of money, but for some people it may be uh, prohibited, but I had to spend that. And then I learned all about attraction marketing. And I'm like, Wow. And that's how I'm just letting one of my businesses just run in the background. I don't talk about it. Don't do anything for it. I don't even know. Most people don't know I have it unless they they tell me they're looking for the service. And I'm like, oh, by the way, here you go. Like, here's a website. Here's a, and that's the only way I talk about it. But attraction marketing, Google that. Yeah. And it's so important to be able to connect with your audience authentically. When you start receiving, you know, the, the commissions, they come in sporadically. What would you say to people who have a sales career who are working on commissions as far as manage their money and setting up a portfolio? I mean, you have your 401k, you have your different investments, and you've mm-hmm. been able to strategically place your money so that it grows for you. So what would you advise somebody that, you know, is waiting for this sporadic income to come in? What, would, what do you advise them to do with their money when they get it? So when you, if you have a sporadic income for anybody, but especially if the income is sporadic, written budget. Like I, to this day, my I'm not 100% commission. I'm not in commission really in my sales career. It's non-commission based. So it worked. I couldn't live without this. You have to have a written budget. Like just, it doesn't even have to take a lot of money. Don't spend a bunch of money to buy these fancy spreadsheets and all these programs that tell you they'll work. You know what I do? I just get a notebook every month. (laughs) I get a notebook and I write down, okay, what's coming in this month? What's going out? And I look at the top figure, make sure that it's more than the one on the bottom. And I always have money left over every month. Money left over minus the investment. So this is important too. Money left over after I put the money in the Roth and the life insurance. People had no extra money 
till their next paycheck. People are not only living paycheck to paycheck, they're already negative because this is something a lot of employers are doing. Even my own has started doing it. And I think it's a terrible, a terrible invention where people can borrow from their next paycheck where you can get paid in advance. So like the money you're earning to your next paycheck, you can you can get that. So get a like a payday loan from your own employer. Well, they'll loan you the money from your next paycheck. That is the, the most terrible idea. I don't even know who started this and it's marketed as a benefit. So I would say the number one advice, getting back to the question for anybody, particularly somebody with a sporadic income, you have to be on a written budget. You got to know what are your hard expenses. So every month you have to make it at least what to cover the rent, the lights, the gas, food. You have to have a written budget so you know just how much you need to hit to just start saving, investing, living life, like doing all the extra things. There's some baseline expenses that you can't avoid. Your unavoidable expenses, just like a business. So you need to make sure you make that. And if you're only on commission, just make sure you're hitting that. Or like I was, like we were talking about earlier, make sure you have like a side hustle or a side gig. Dave Ramsey said, deliver pizzas. Like do something where you have a steady amount of income coming in. Like nowadays it's easy. Like you can do DoorDash, Uber driving. Like there's a lot of ways to just get a steady, stable income coming in so that in case that commission just falls a little short, you're not terrified or you're not going to go lose your shirt. Exactly. Yeah. And it's important. Great advice. That's awesome. So tell us more about what you do. Like what's your offer? My offer is basically I'm a speaker, writer, and presenter. I travel the country and I just talk to people. I have a little bit of a backstory that we kind of touched on earlier in the year 2012. I was in a near fatal car accident. I almost lost my life. And Coming back from that, getting back on my feet, I no longer wanted to do what it was. I couldn't even do what it was I wanted to do before the accident. And I wanted to do something with purpose. And that's how I discovered speaking. I saw that. I'm like, I want to do that. I love to talk and I want to share my story. I remember just thinking that I just saw, um, I was scrolling on Google and I found this public speaking advertisement and I just captivated my attention. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, one day I'm going to do that. So fast forward 10, it's been 12 years. It's been 12 years since my accident. So fast forward over a decade, here I am. Uh, my business has been really taking off this year as stuff has come back in person from COVID. And I wrote my book in the year 2018. I self-published and I wrote the book and I started my spe- speaking business in the year 2020. I spoke only virtually till 2021 and then I started traveling and now it's just like, I'm just, it's coming in. Uh, I'm excited how my speaking is taking off and I do interviews like such as this one I'm doing with yourself and just life is beautiful. I love that. So what words of wisdom would you like to give to our audience? It's in my book and I have the formula for in my book, Maximizing Your Potential, How to Start the Journey Towards True Happiness in Life. I write out the formula for true happiness. And it's this. It starts with achieving a goal. Mm-hmm. Once you achieve a goal, you you find your passion. Mm-hmm. Once you find your passion, you discover your dream. And then when you discover your dream, just keep chasing that dream for the rest of your life. 
It is fulfilling. It's magical. It's beautiful. And that's what happiness is. Everybody keeps focused on making the dream come true. It, it not necessarily has to come true. Just the process of chasing it. Like I'm chasing my dream right now. Just the opportunity to chase your dream yeah. is enough. will make you happy. will make you happy. And it's magical. It's fulfilling. So happiness is a journey. It starts with achieving a goal, finding a passion, then discovering a dream and chasing it for the rest of your life. Oh, that's beautiful. And to share a tip, just one tangible thing that our audience can do to help them activate wealth. Sell yourself on the belief in your own possibility. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise and your story. It's so powerful. And for just sharing your time with us here. And for those of you listening, remember these tips. Remember, especially if you're on sales, you're on commission, you want to have that confidence. Do you believe in what you're selling? And check the show notes for links to connect with Danielle. And be sure to share this episode with your friends. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it. Hey, 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 thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire. With a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system, you get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it. Hey, 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 thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire with a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system. You get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it.